Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on today's podcast. We're continuing looking through 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Yesterday we saw that Paul told them, You know, brethren, that I didn't come to you in vain. He described what had happened to them, and we've seen that earlier over in Acts, that he and his entourage had suffered and been mistreated in Philippi. And he says, you know this. Well, how did they know it? Well, he told them, and I think they saw the evidence upon their bodies. Because remember, they had been beaten, they'd been imprisoned, and so that would have shown evidence upon their body. But he says this in verse 2 of chapter 1. He says, Yes, you know, we had the boldness in our God to speak to you the gospel of God amid much opposition. And in our last episode, I talked about how we need that boldness today to speak the gospel amid opposition. The opposition that they experienced is the same opposition that we will experience. And it begins within within the professing body of Christ. The religious rulers there, they did not believe, but that's where the opposition came from. The same thing happens today, is that opposition opposition will come from those who say they believe, but they truly don't believe. And there are so many people, particularly those in leadership position, that are absolutely bound and do not speak forth the, the truth of God or the boldness of God because of that opposition. They're absolutely terrified. I see it all the time. I see people being defensive. I see them operating in fear, not the fear of the Lord, but the fear of man. They're afraid they're going to lose their position. They're afraid they're going to lose their status. They're going to afraid, they're afraid they're going to lose their friends. They're afraid they're going to lose their jobs, okay, their pensions, et cetera, et cetera. And they function and they operate in abject defensiveness and fear not in the boldness of God to speak forth the gospel. And then we sit there and go, well, we wonder why the church as an organization is in the state that it's in. Well, it's because of this. Paul actually builds upon this. Look at the next verse. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. For our ex- uh, exhortation does not come from error or from impurity or by way of deceit. And as I said in uh, earlier episodes, you're going to see a lot of these little threesomes in both these letters, First and Second Thessalonians. And he's, he's addressing something right here without saying it at the beginning, but you begin to realize what it is, that these things were happening from the religious rulers. Paul says, our exhortation, what we came to bring forth, does not come by the way of error. It's not by way of impurity, and it's not by way of deceit. And he's going to explain that just a little bit more here in just a moment. Remember this exhortation. An exhortation, I I love the picture of that's what the football coach used to be able to do. You can't do it anymore today because we're such little uh, 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 melting snowflakes and everything. But they used to grab the player by the face mask and shake his head and say, get out there, you can do it, then kick him out there, you know. That's an exhortation. And encouragement is what your mama does. Your mama comes along, okay, baby doll, you can do this. We need both. We need encouraging. We need exhortation. He is saying that our exhortation to believe the gospel, to believe that Jesus Christ is Yeshua HaMashiach, that that exhortation does not come about because of error. It's not by impurity nor by way of deceit. What he's saying is that those who are coming against you and that are in opposition, this is what they're functioning under. They're either 
uh, committing error. Sometimes we get wrong. Okay, we're all wrong about things. Boy, I'm going, I'm going through a season of that right now with some things related to some other matters. I thought that I knew what they were, and I found out, you know, I was probably wrong about that. Well, what do you do if you find out something's wrong? You find out the Word of God is right about it. Well, you line up your thinking with the Word of God. So I've got to, I'm lining some things up in my mind. So you have error. Then you have impurity. Okay, impurity. In other words, you've got sin. You've got some things going on right here. And so it's not a pure thought. It's not a pure thing that's happening. So they're opposing because of that. Then the way of deceit. Okay, the way of deceit. These people particularly religious rulers, were deceiving the people who were wanting to believe, were coming in opposition against them because they had another agenda. Okay? They had something else they wanted to do. So again, verse 3, Paul says, Our exhortation does not come from error or impurity or by way of deceit, verse 4, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts. Woo, there's a biggie right there. Okay. He's saying this in this one sentence, verse three and verse four. He says, We're not exhorting you, and we did not exhort you by error or by impurity or deceit. He said, I'm not lying to you. I'm not motivated by something else. As a matter of fact, a couple more verses, which we probably won't get into today, just the next two verses actually help address that and help see that. Okay. He says, we're not motivated by error. What I'm telling you is the truth. We're not motivated by impurity, that we're wanting something else, particularly money and that kind of thing. And then we're not motivated by deceit. He says, we have been approved by God. We're approved by God to bring forth the gospel. We were entrusted with this gospel. And so since we have the gospel, what am I going to do? Am I going to speak in a way that pleases men? Am I going to speak in a way that tickles the ears of man and make them feel good about something? No, he says, I'm not going to do that just for the sake of doing that. He says, I'm going to speak forth the truth because God is the one who examines our hearts. Now, that doesn't mean that we come out and that we speak and that we're hateful and we mean. I've actually seen people who teach this way and preach this way. You know, they say, well, I'm not going to be pleasing the man. So they are intentionally offensive to man. No, 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 no. That's not what it's being spoken of here. The gospel itself is offensive. Another portion of Scripture tells us that. Okay? What this is speaking of is what we see in so many portions of the body of Christ today, but the professing portions of the body of Christ, that they're far more desirous of pleasing men. Okay? You won't believe how many times people we encounter this day in and day out that the concern isn't what saith the Lord. The concern isn't what is the mind of the Lord in the matter. The concern isn't that at all. The current concern is this. Well, what will people think? How will people react? Well, we can't do that. Somebody might get mad about it. Well, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. Well, I know the Bible says that, but we can't really do that because, you know, it'll offend somebody. And Paul's having nothing to do with that, and we should have nothing to do with it. Why is that? Because it's God who examines our heart. And if we speak forth, if we live forth anything other than what's been entrusted to us in the gospel, then we are compromised. And our hearts are being drawn away from the worship of the Most High God to idolatry because we're more concerned about what man thinks and we're more concerned with pleasing man. If the true body of Christ would focus our attention upon the Most High God, love one another, as we're supposed to do, 
and not be worried about pleasing one another, it would change everything. When we try to please one another, we're doing that in the flesh, we're doing that within the soulish realm, it will never, ever, ever work. We'll just become a, a really sweet version of the world, which is what most of the church is today. Tell you what, I better stop right there. I'm going to go into the next verses, and we definitely won't have time for it. So come back next time. We'll talk about the next ones. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for being with me. I'll see you then. Goodbye.